Hey guys, this is Justin and Jasad, and you're listening to No Country for Old Coffee. Follow us on Twitter and No Country Pod and Instagram at No Country JJ. For our full Colorado shows, we're available everywhere you get your podcast from. If you're interested in being on the show, DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Or you can email us at nocountryforoldcoffee at gmail.com. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Are we recording? Okay, we are. Okay, welcome to No Country for Old Coffee. This is a segment we like to call Coffee Break. And today we have a special guest. Um, and can you introduce yourself? Yes, I am Kendra Crump, a.k.a. the H&IC, because I am the head nigga in charge. Put some respect on my name. Period. Look at that. Um, so um, I would like to get started with a couple questions for you. If that's All fine. right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, um, so... Where did you grow up? So I've, I've been in Atlanta since I was zero. Okay. Um, first thing <laughs> I would say about that, I've been here mainly the south side, but I've lived on the west side and the north side. I've never hit the east side, you know. So uh, being in Atlanta, you know how have you been in a place for so long? You get bored and you want to travel out and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm bored. I'm trying to travel to Rapper the Games House. Look. Sweetheart, I've been shouting you out on these last 60 podcasts, okay? (laughs) Respond back to my DM I sent you on April 19th, 2020 at 1.38 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. You know what time it is, okay? So, yes. Have you been to Atlanta before? No, I would love to come to Atlanta, though. Um, I was actually, like, actually thinking to come during the summer, but... I might not do that, but I would love to come. Like, it seems fun. Well, yeah, um, you can come. Just make sure that if, you know, th- some of these guys, they're, they're, they're in the closet. And if you look at them for a little bit too long, they might try and summon you over there. So I think that you should, you know, definitely uh, look at them for a one point, point one second and keep it moving. <laughs> okay. But, um, so like you so um, how would you, how was your childhood growing up in Atlanta? Like, is it rough? Was it easy? So the first, so quick uh, fun fact, my dad uh, was like the breadwinner of the household, right? So he actually, okay. he actually uh, was the vice president of Sony and Warner Brothers, if you guys remember that, if not, go Google. And so my father, uh, he had a lot of artists, Bob Marley, Prince, Michael Jackson, Karen White, he was good friends with Quincy Jones, Tupac, he liked Tupac. Dad really was the original H&IC, okay? And so so with that being said, those first 10 years of my life, um, we were living in a very nice home. Now, I'm going to tell y'all where, okay? Y'all just give y'all a little basic. Real ATLians, we say... Evander Holyfield's house. This ain't Rick Ross' home, okay? And I'm pretty sure when Rick Ross runs out of money, it's gonna be my home, okay? That's all I say <laughs> about that. So I grew up like directly across the street from there, and those first ten years of my life. And then once my parents um, got divorced, that's when it was more so. Okay, now we we went from riches 
to rags and honey i'm still at rags i'm trying to i'm trying to move out of this apartment complex i'm at i'm trying to go to the white picket fence okay with the long driveway all right big backyard i don't i don't have time to be having my driveway where it's two and a half cars you can park in the driveway and if anybody out there has one of those type of driveways no offense to y'all but don't invite me to your house no more okay i don't want to come all right so i want because i don't want to have to pay like $300,000 for a home and I'm able to high five my neighbor outside the door, like outside the window. Like, I don't want that. Okay. I want <laughs> a big home spacious. I got an old soul. My parents had me in their forties and, you know, close to 50. Okay. I got an old soul, honey. And so with all that being said, with all that being said, um, childhood was cool the child my childhood was cool you know i didn't have any issues i didn't have to experience anything where an inner city youth might experience you know whatever it might be so i, I didn't experience that type of stuff until i got older um leaving high school into the early part of my adult years which i still am in the early part of my adult years especially with the home the apartment that we're living in now so mm. So yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, I want, of course, you know, I think what happens is as a child, um, we want, like, if you don't grow up in the hood, you want to grow up in the hood. And, you know, you think that lifestyle is fascinating until you actually work in the hood, living in, you like, bro, like, mm. I see why people get out and they don't come back. Agree. Cause for me, I grew up on the South side of Chicago. Oh, I got well, family I, on the South side. I think Ellenwood really? or Inglewood. One of the, what, is it Inglewood or Ellenwood? Inglewood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me let me tell you. One time I got off the plane. This was 2016. It's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. My uncles live right next door to each other. I don't know if that's like what 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 you call that, but they live next door to each other. Anyway, I'm walking over. <laughs> I'm going walking to the next part of um, the next part of the house, and all of a sudden I hear I hear some gunshots, and I almost hit the ground, but I had to keep it cool because I'm like I don't want people not know that I'm not from here. <laughs> but I scurried on inside the house. I'm like, bro, it's four o'clock. Isn't isn't it too early to be shooting? Can't y'all shoot when the street lights come on? No, they they and I, I kept wondering. I was like, bro, like if it's ten degrees outside, why is there still crime? Like I, it's it's too cold <laughs> trying to rob somebody. The heck is this? That's that's Chicago for you, but um, so like I was I'm from. I was born on the west side and then moved to the south side when I was like 10. Mm -hmm. So like, so like when I tell people where I'm from, I usually say the west side because I'm from there. Mm -hmm. But then they be like, well, you grew up on the south side, so you're not really a west sider. So it's like, but I feel, I get what you're saying. We, when people be like, um, if they didn't grow up on the, like on the ghetto parts of the town, they want to experience that. And it's like, that's nothing you want to experience because mm -hmm. you don't want to hear them gunshots early in the morning like that's my alarm okay <laughs> I know um, that. <laughs> um, but you also mentioned that your dad worked with sony and all these have you ever met any of these celebrities that he worked with yes um yes and no in a way and i'll explain so jaheem if, if anybody remembers jaheem he made the song just in case that came out in the early 2000s. I was a small child when that song came out. Of course, I couldn't listen. My, you know, my mom, she's an evangelist. So we couldn't listen to that type of music, you know, whatever, <laughs> that secular music. But Jaheem, I met him. I remember he sung to me um, when I was in elementary school. He had sung 
to me on the phone I was so excited that I went to school the next day and I was like oh my gosh like gosh Shaheen <laughs> sung to me and stuff um we had he had backstage passes so I think it was one of Lil Bow Wow's concert before he transitioned or maybe it was just Bow Wow at that point but we had passes backstage and Jermaine Dupree was back there I'm like hey JD and JD he wouldn't even look at me he had his flip phone and he was like what's up the heck you mean what's up you're not gonna say hey so, um, and I, tr- I saw Bow Wow, but I was like very timid when I was trying to speak to him. I was like, I was like, hi, hi, Bow Wow. I was like whispering it. He didn't hear me. No, so, Bow Wow was like the little, the little crush back then. Yeah, I, I knew I made a bad decision in men at an early age when I chose Bow Wow over Roma. <laughs> no, honestly. Um, so when like, you, you, when, what age did you get into like comedy and what age did you realize you wanted to do it? So I've been like really funny my entire life. And what it was is like for me per se, I um, remember my fourth grade teacher, Miss Rosser. She had said, Kendra, you're like the funniest student I've come, aco- come across thus far. Like I've taught so many years over a course of time and you are hilarious. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So like I went through a series of unfortunate events trying to figure out what I wanted to be as I got older. And this is probably like high school, probably leaving high school. So high school was really around the same time. So I remember the first thing I said was I wanted to be a chef. And it wasn't until I realized that I hate math. You know, <laughs> like, like, I, like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Unless you actually plan on being like an engineer or whatever, a lot of these courses in school, you don't need, as long as, I mean, come on now, as long as you know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide, that's all that you matters. Agree. Like, what, what, what the hey is it like, why do we need to know the Pythagorean theorem? Another day has passed and I still haven't used it. So one day yeah. I said, I said that joke online. They said, well, if you go to the amusement park, skirt, sir, sir, <laughs> you're being too serious. But it's like, I hate math. And you know how there were certain children out there? who are like in second grade, reading on like a, a sixth grade reading level. Well, mm-hmm. I was in second grade reading on the pre-K level, okay? I know for a fact, my mother was so tired of showing up at the school in, in a new wig for PTA meetings. It's like, is that just Crump or is that Shaka Khan? We still don't know to this day, right? <laughs> So the next thing I said was I wanted to be a basketball player because I, I grew up a tomboy. I played basketball, football, baseball, anything in the word ball except men's balls, but I play with them now, all right? Uh... So it's like, it's like, for me, I, I had hoop dreams and mm-hmm. I, I didn't start playing recreational fundamental basketball until my senior year of high school. And I realized I was like, bro, I hate running. Like well, every time this person misses a layup, we all got to run a mile, make that person run a mile. Yeah. Then I had one to be a hairstylist until I realized that you had to stand up on your feet all day and you could catch carpal tunnel. So what happens if you try to go home to masturbate? You can't. So I I literally had to figure out exactly what was it that I wanted to be in comedy. Just it's always has been here. It's been a natural high for me. I don't try to be funny. I just am. Period. I I was watching um, some of your videos on your Instagram and like could not stop laughing. One of my favorites were when you're talking about the, um, the homeless people. 
um, and how like we walk past them and don't pay them no mind and wonder why they act crazy. Like I, I instantly saw that and agree with that because like for a while I did do that. It was just like maybe if yeah. I look past him, like if I look past him, he won't notice me or something. But nah, because because at this point they feel unnoticed, so they're gonna act out. Like agree. Lot, and I, I was gonna let me let y'all know something, man. A lot of those people ain't really even homeless. They fake homeless. Like, think about it. You know when you uh, get off the expressway and it's that person that on 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 the uh, at the light, that person mm-hmm. makes more money than you and I combined. Because think about it. They see so many cars a day. They probably got mm-hmm. more food uh, hiding than we do in our refrigerator. I'm like, is this what the homeless lifestyle is? Okay, like I'm, a, I'm a, let me go ahead and get some food, <laughs> baby. Where'd you get those cans? Somebody gave it to me, man. <laughs> You know, yeah, like I, I, I experienced my first year of knowing that someone was not homeless, like, um, like riding the tr- uh, CTA train in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was this one dude always on the train, like, asking for money. Then one day I seen him not on the train asking for money. It was looking out nice and clean. I'm just like, oh, ain't that the same dude that was just on the train asking for money? Like, so there's a lot of them that's not homeless, but. They want, I mean, they and then that. the sign that says no panhandling. I'm like, bro, if you panhandling me and there's a sign that says that and you know for a fact, I'm not giving you nothing. Like, God has to honestly put it in my heart for me to actually want to give somebody something. I remember one time me and a group of people called out a fake homeless dude on a train mm-hmm. and uh, people still gave him money. It was the white folks that gave him money. I'm like, bro, like, why, why is it that you are why are y'all giving out this this man some money he's fake we just called him out you know so no i understand i definitely understand yeah um what inspired like what inspired you to want to become a comedian and all of that so steve well it's not that i was inspired to become a comedian it's more so i think what it was is that i like i'm gonna tell you inspirational figure that mm, that was um, actually one of my questions so yeah, yeah, yeah. inspirational <laughs> figure that that you know i say i want my life to be like him certain parts of my life to be like him steve harvey steve has been popping since the 90s right mm-hmm. so he he started off he had deaf he was with deaf comedy jam he had a sitcom tv show he had um, eventually had his own radio show. He has his daytime talk show, book bestseller, book turned into a movie. Like that to me is is ideal right there. Like one time, while everybody else was in the studio recording at the radio show, he was at home chilling, bro. Like that to me is amazing. <laughs> Like, you know, I can, like, if I can sit here and make money in my pajamas and every five minutes I can go back mm-hmm. and take a quick nap and come like that to me is amazing. You know, like, I, I want, just I, I love that. That's what I'm trying yeah, to be. Yeah, I want, that's, that's a, what I'm trying to be. Yeah, but like, um, that's exactly what I'm trying to do too because work is not for me, no work. Um, but but you you have on your on your uh, not on YouTube channel on your Instagram you have these se- these segments that you call public service what is it public A- ass whooping, whooping announcements, announcements. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, what did you come up with that? Like, what was so I came that that actually came from another comedian, um, that I like. His name is he's off Instagram, uh, James Jefferson Jr., or whatever. He's pretty funny and stuff like that. I get actually get a lot of my inspiration from him as well because he's he's pretty good, but um, he would he one day he said that, uh, many probably about a year or two got back. And he just said, you know, PSA and public service ass whooping announcement. I'm like, I'm about to just start using that every Friday that I post post a video and stuff like that. <laughs> so because of him, that's where that's where I got it from. I like I when I heard that die. I love I love that. Yeah, like, and you know, this is what I want people to understand. Comedy, music, everything gets recycled. So I'm gonna mm. say something that you probably didn't heard from somebody. Somebody's gonna probably say something that you heard from me. You know, like I think somebody I, I heard I come to somebody's um somebody's uh IG story and they said PSA now. So I'm like, hey, they got that for me. You know, so like I said, for for me, for me per se, it, that's how it is. It's 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 always gonna be recycled. Like once you learn, I learned that a long time ago, you know, but you just have to have your own style with it. You know, so even even when I'm having a conversation, you got some people who are on Instagram who are only Instagram funny, but you have an interview with them. They don't make you laugh whatsoever. Yeah. You're like, bro, like, who's your ghostwriter? I'm I've been I'm <laughs> always been funny, man. Like I can have an interview with somebody. I can have a regular conversation. And people are still going to laugh at what I'm trying to say. So this is it. Do you, what, what do you see yourself at in like the future for comedy? Like, do you want to do stand up? Like, what? I don't mind stand up. I've never done stand up. I like performing like house parties, little kickbacks or whatever. But um, my future, I want to be on my own. Like how Ellen has her TV show or mm-hmm. had. I don't know what's going on with that or so. But she will be performing on her TV show. While you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to have my little segments. I already got a <laughs> podcast my own little podcast. That's like my own little show right there where I'm constantly doing comedy and everything. So that, that is nope. the future to have the Kendra Crump show. Okay. I, and that's also your Instagram name, right? So is my it Instagram, is, it looks like Idolized Nancy, but it's Idolized Dynasty. And so mm. um, basically Dynasty, I created her in high school. She's, she's my alter ego. And so with that being said, Dynasty was somebody who was like Mike Tyson and little Kim mixed together, you know, (laughs) doesn't matter. Open up a can of whoop on people. And when it's time to handle business, she gets, she brings the whole 50 shades of blackout. Okay. Not great. 50 shades of black, honey, all year long. All right. So uh, that's Dynasty, and I was that was gonna be actually my stripper name if I was uh, <laughs> gonna perform. Reason I never performed or jumped on stage was because I got two left feet. I would have been the first stripper in history bringing home some pocket change. You would have thought I was working for a nonprofit organization. Okay. Um, what What is your most memorable moment in like your career yet? making everybody around me laugh where they're actually stopping me and trying to, you know, get me to make a joke. Like 
turn sometimes i'll be walking i'll say one thing i got a group of people turn around just busting out laughing there are times <laughs> where i thought nobody was paying attention to me and people like yo like hilarious like i think that that's it thus far um i'll say this i had young thug he came to my job just randomly on a friday it was around christmas time <laughs> right he brought mm. his entourage I kept thinking for myself for so long. I'm like, do, do the entourage get paid? Like, what is their position? Because I want to be an entourage. That's free money right there. I, I, I pretty much had got to that point where I had, um, I, I made them laugh. Each individual, I was making everybody laugh. That was cool. That was cool. And I think I would have made Thug laugh a little bit more if... Is there something that you just want to juggle? Hold on, it had it had paused for a second. It paused for a second. Say it again. I, I said, is there a limit that you like you won't cross? Yeah, there's a limit that I won't cross. There's a limit that I won't cross, and that limit is, I'm not gonna talk about rape, pedophilia, incest. There's nothing funny about that, you know. So, with that being said. Uh, with rape, pedophilia, incest, there's nothing funny. People keep making the same jokes about R. Kelly that they've been making for 20 years. It's like, it's not funny. Okay, we know what R. Kelly did, but all right, guys, find something else to talk about. But I think those three things people should stay away from. Even if you want to try to find something about rape, incest, pedophilia, just don't say it. Keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree with you on that. Because to me, like to, to me, I really don't... Um, This is like Kevin Hart. He's not funny. Of course he's not funny. He don't make... terrible. Kevin Hart is terrible. <laughs> Mama, I got a cat, right? The one that says meow. She can make people laugh better than <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah, I agree. But like, he, he stays away from jokes like that. But then it's... what It was somebody who I heard make a joke like that before. I... How old were you when you realized you were passionate about um, comedy? I was about, maybe I feel like, I feel like I would say, um, I feel like I would say maybe 2016 was like the year that I really said, okay, because that's when I jumped on Snapchat and mm. just started performing on there. And I eventually migrated over to Instagram and put my videos on there, you know? So that's when I really started was 2016. I said, might as well just go for it. And then people just start randomly following me. It's like, wow, how'd I get my information and stuff? So that was pretty much it. You said something about a TV show. Can you talk about that more? Yeah, the TV show, like the Kendra Crump, like, okay, so my, what I want to actually do is I really want to, uh, when it comes to having my TV show, I really want to have like certain segments, like um, on Fridays have different people who are, I've come across my different followers, different people, different podcasters that who have allowed me to come on their show. I want to come on their TV show 
I mean, I want them to come on my TV show on Fridays and do like a, a, a panel, um, get on the panel and we could talk about different like taboo topics and you can either decide to be on the pro side or the con side. And we debated mm-hmm. about it for about an hour. So that's what I want to bring people on and, and have those type of stuff, you know, and then have maybe little game shows um, during the week and have different locations, like maybe four or five different locations. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do as far as on television. Right. But right now you're working with the pot. You have a podcast. Yeah. So what's the name of your podcast? Uh, the Kendra Crump show. And I basically just okay. talk about random, random things like that. Yeah, of course. Like that's in the future, like within the next yeah. five to 10 years. That's what I'm trying to shoot for but right now. Just a podcast. And I just talk about random different things. And I try to have different people on the show and everything else, you know, so um, different people meaning like comedians like to add more funny to it and everything hmm. how long have you had your podcast since July 2019 okay we just started recently so oh really what made you what made you start what made you start a podcast um my boyfriend actually wanted to start the first and then I was like that would be dope let's both do it together then we just like Okay, that's good. That is good. I'm sorry. Give me. What? How did you come up? How did you get your podcast started? How did you come up with the idea? So, so, um, I actually just really started after people kept saying over a course of time, like, you're just hilarious and you just need your own show. And I was like, okay. And I found it off of Anchor. I, that was it. That was really about it. And I said, Anchor is free. You can pay the penny per listener. Right now I got $8. So <laughs> that is slowly but surely working. I'm so sorry for the, the noise in the background. You're fine. You're fine. How long has it been? I'm not keeping track of time. I think we got about 10 more minutes and then we can skedaddle. All right. Um. So do you like, okay, after you say... you like to do stand-up so when you do stand-up work like what kind of audience do you want to reach anybody uh anybody can come i mean there's i don't mind performing at a kid's birthday party i can keep it clean like <laughs> you know what a real comedian a real comedian is going to be ver- like they can be versatile with everything like if you have to use profanity in all your sets that means that number one you have a limited vocabulary and number two you um number two you pretty much uh aren't funny you're just pretty much just i'm just like people if you you can if you can make people laugh without profanity you really have a skill you know that's my entire thing and you can you don't have to be vulgar like i've been making you laugh this entire time and i ain't said nothing vulgar you know it's pretty much you could have brought some children in and stuff like that but i can appeal to anybody from the young to the old Okay, so what advice will you give to upcoming um, comedians like yourself 
or anybody who who want to get into into comedy but don't know how to start like what's your life for that? Mm-hmm. well it's and it's not even with comedy it can just be what you going after your dreams so basically number one one thing i remember uh my youth pastor at the time he said to me he's like well said to everybody but i just remember this it said behind every no there is a yes so okay. you so so people you know not everybody is gonna want to see you do great you know, I got I got a family who doesn't really care for what I have going on. But are you going to listen to your family? Or are you going to listen to what God said he placed in your heart a long time ago? Mm. That's how I look at that. You know, number uh, that's bulletin point number two. Bulletin point number three. Get around, get surround yourself with a group of people who actually bring out the best in you. And if you can't find nobody, that only person or spirit of being is God. That's it. You know, again, not everybody's going to be happy for you. People may start off as happy, but they're not. A lot of times your biggest support comes from strangers. Like with you, didn't know you at all until meeting you really today and stuff, or the other Mm -hmm. day, you know, when I first reached out to you and you decided to say, hey, let me go ahead and bring her on. That's it. Because like, I just feel like we, I'm sorry, what are you saying? No, 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 go ahead. ahead. You say you, you just feel like what? I just feel like we need more dope black women doing stuff like this because like there's not a lot of uh like in my opinion i haven't seen a lot of black women comedians and then the ones that are out here they're making like you said they're making them inappropriate jokes and it's like is that all you having your your category like is this all you you got to talk about you know because like after a while them jokes is going to get old and people want to see something new and something fresh you know Exactly. And I think on top of that, a lot of people are very sensitive in this day and age as well. So you have to be mindful of that, most definitely. But I just I want people to also realize don't you don't you can't go. You can't pay your way into fame. A lot of people, for whatever reason, think if I spend so much money on promotion, then I'll be. I'll be, I'll be, you know, definitely make it, but you're not, you will go broke trying to, Mm -hmm. trying to pay your way into fame. So again, with all that being said, with all that being said, keep slow progress is still progress, you know? So those are, those are a few things that I can really think of off the top of my head. That's keeping me going. Not going to pay nobody to try to promote me. I'm not doing that. I'm going to keep that money and and use that Mm -hmm. money to, to help build my brand. I agree with you on that. Um, but since we're almost finished, I would ask you to um, shout out your social medias and anything you want to shout out. Yes. Um, Instagram is Idolize Dynasty. And it's I-D-O-L-I-Z-E-D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. YouTube, Kendra Crump, K-Y-N-D-R-A space people because a lot of y'all ain't the highest graded weed in the dispensary okay <laughs> c-r-u-m is of mary p is in paul all right please subscribe i got 1.42k subscribers i just checked today um yeah that, that's pretty much it i'm not i mean twitter i got a twitter but got gotta realize i'm not an active tweeter i'm a terrible tweeter so you can follow me on twitter at your leisure thank you for having me Oh my God, thank you for coming. This is amazing.
And make sure you all support. Please, please, please support support this wonderful host. I know you, I know you you have a hundred thousand listeners. I need y'all make it two hundred thousand. Okay, keep supporting him. Mm-hmm. Keep on spamming his page and, and telling people about him. Tell a crackhead, a crackhead's gonna tell a pigeon, pigeon's gonna tell another crackhead. Okay, tell as many people as y'all can. One day I can bring you back on. I would love you that. Of course you can. I'm I'm free. Listen, I'm my own manager. Bring me back on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of No Country for Old Coffee Coffee Breaks. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the No Country for Old Coffee podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we have many more like this one. For our full catalog of episodes, search No Country for Old Coffee on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, and many more to come. While you're looking around through our catalog of episodes, make sure you follow us and subscribe to be notified when we post new content. Follow us on Twitter at NoCountryPod and Instagram at NoCountryJJ to be updated whenever we post a new episode. Share this podcast with your friends, neighbors, coworkers, enemies, and everyone you know. Until next time.